Hello, hello. This is Kelsey Lowe. Oh, that rhymed. This is Kelsey Lowe, and you are listening to Joyfully You Podcast. So, guys, normally with my podcast, like, I'll sit and, like, think about it and, like, put some bullet points and stuff. But today, like, there's no notes. This is simply from a conversation that I had with someone via Instagram. You guys know I love Instagram. I'm always on the stories. You know, wherever you guys are listening from, like, take a screenshot, take a selfie, like, tag me in it. I freaking love that. Um, and the, the topic I'm <clears throat> going to talk about today is how to be, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, how to be your own biggest cheerleader. Because this is something that I've had to learn and practice and become my own biggest cheerleader, but it di- wasn't, it didn't just happen. Like it took so much different, like negative programming. And I even fall into it all the time where I'm beating myself up or feeling like I'm not doing good enough or not doing enough. And this message is more specifically for women because we put such high standards on ourselves. You know, we, we have this whole construct of society that you should be able to cook, clean, be a mom. Yeah, I have an amazing job. I'm not a mom yet, so I don't even know what that world is like. <laughs> um, but I had someone say, message me and say, hey, like, thank you. I'm still working out the kinks. And my message is those kinks and those things that you feel like are your flaws or your imperfections, those things have so much to teach us. There's nothing wrong with you. You're just on a journey of figuring yourself out. You're on a journey of becoming your best self. And there's never like a destination. You're never going to arrive and be like, all right, I'm perfect. I'm here. No, like the kinks is natural. Like, I mean, we it's reframing it. It's like I have things that I'm working on, but there's nothing wrong with you. And when you're becoming your own biggest cheerleader, it really is about supporting and loving yourself more than anyone else does. And wow, I didn't I didn't realize this was going to get kind of philosophical, but in order to tap into that like unconditional love, that source of love that you know without a doubt, without a shadow in your mind that you're capable. I would say the first way to do that is to remember yourself as a child. Think about the energy that you had as a child, the shamelessness, that inner child within you that just wants to play, just wants to connect, just wants to have fun, just wants to love, uh, just wants to be seen. All of those things just wants to feel like if a child has a tantrum, they're not going to like go hide it from anyone. They're going to have a tantrum right then, right there in front of your face. They're going to scream. They're going to annoy the crap out of you. And then they're going to be like, yeah, I'm fine. Like there's like a meme going around Facebook about a little kid in in, in Walmart. She said, this little girl just started screaming. And then afterwards said, okay, I'm fine. <laughs> and I feel like that's such a good... Um, like representation of of how we should act. Like if you're feeling something, let it out and then move on. Like don't suppress it and hold on to it. Um, and I would say the next part about being your own biggest cheerleader, being able to tap into that unconditional love that, that you're enough, that you matter, that you're worthy, um, is being clear on what you believe in as far as like a higher, a, a, a higher power, a spirit, a God, whatever that is, Maybe you're agnostic, like you just believe that there is a higher power, but you're just not sure what it is. Like, you know, some people get freaked out about the church. You know, I, I personally, I don't really go to church. I, I have like different, um, I actually tune in live to The Rock San Diego. I love Pastor Miles, but I don't go to church, but my relationship with God has been stronger than it's ever been. And that voice, because we all have like these two voices. And when you are becoming your own biggest cheerleader, you have to be able to differentiate when you're listening 
to your soul talking to you. And when I say listening to the soul, that's like God speaking through me. That's like God saying, hey, it's okay. I love you. You're doing a great job. Hey, it's okay. You get to try again. Hey, get up. Hey, it's okay. You're going to, it's going to be okay. Like that small voice that says it's going to be okay. That's the voice that you want allowed to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Not to make excuses for yourself, but to be your own biggest cheerleader and love yourself and forgive yourself and that all the things that you think are wrong with you or the things you think are kinks are not. They're simply things that you don't like that you have an opportunity to fix and it's just habits. It's habits. You have a habit of doing those things that you don't like. But you're allowed to love yourself through it and be compassionate with yourself. Like imagine... Like if it was your best friend, sometimes we think these things in our head about ourselves that are just awful. Like we think like, oh, I'm stupid or oh my God, my hair sucks or oh, like I didn't, I wasn't able to do it. Like I knew I couldn't do it or all of these things. You would never say those things to your best friend ever, period. And if you would, well, you're not a very good friend. (laughs) And so try to think like, how can I talk to myself the way that I would talk to someone I love? And talk to yourself that way, especially as women. We can be so amazing and compassionate and rooting and cheerleaders for every single person around us except ourselves. And so I invite you and I challenge you to catch when the negative self-talk comes. Because then there's that other voice. And that other voice is your ego. Ego is anything that limits you from who you actually are. Ego is being insecure. Ego ego is not just being like, hey, I have a big ego. Look at me. Ha ha. Everyone look at my muscles. Like that's not at all what ego is. Ego is the voice that's telling you you're not good enough. Ego is the voice that's telling you that um, you could never start a business because you don't know how. Like that's all ego. That is not who you actually are. Anytime you have an idea or a spark or a desire, normally the ego voice kills it in like five seconds. So when you start to get those ideas, don't let your ego voice kill it and and become like you know the voice against you. Be like, okay, wait a minute. I just had that idea. I just had that thought come into my mind. I just got clarity on things that I want. Don't dismiss it because you're given those. Some people even call them downloads. When you have this random idea that comes out of nowhere, it's not out of nowhere. It's from your source. It's from God. It's from the universe that's that's giving you that idea. And they call them downloads. And I love that phrase. I, I use it all the time. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got some really good downloads. I mean, I even I feel like right before doing this podcast, I was like, oh my gosh, I got some good downloads. Like I gotta, I, I gotta do a podcast on this. I can't just let it linger because I don't want it to be put on the back burner. And so often I feel like those are the things with our dreams of becoming our own biggest cheerleader is taking action on the ideas when we have them. Even if you don't have time to fully execute, at least write them down. Writing them down is going to be a major game changer for you. Honestly, too, getting out of your head and being able to just do like, I call it a judgment-free mind dump. So every single morning when I wake up, I'll write like a paragraph of whatever's going on in my head, kind of set some intentions for the day of things that I want to make sure I do, things I want to focus on. Sometimes it'll be like things I don't want to focus on, you know, um, trying to clear up my headspace. Like, because if I have all these things going on, all these worries, all these fears, all these insecurities, there's no freaking room to hear my soul. There's no room for it because I'm too worried about what people think, too worried about if I'm getting enough done, too worried about, you know, am I getting behind or this or that. I'm not giving myself that compassion of just 
playing and and trying things out and if an idea comes okay let's let's try it out like anything that you want okay but on the reels anything that you want to learn you can google you can youtube like i've been doing a lot of watercolors I watched like 15 like YouTube tutorial videos. Everyone's like, wow, it's so amazing. I'm like, thank you. I looked it up on YouTube. <laughs> like I wanted, I had a dream to sing a song on a grand piano. I wanted to sing Adele on a grand piano when I was in high school in 2009. So I looked up a video on YouTube. I practiced for four months and I memorized a song on the grand piano, grand piano. And afterwards, people just came up and said, wow, how long have you been playing piano? It's amazing. And, oh, not that long. Like, I don't even know how to read music. I wasn't even sure which notes I was even pressing on the, the piano, but I was determined. I was determined to do it no matter what. And I was terrified. So keep in mind, whenever you are listening to that soul voice, it's going to feel kind of scary. The reason why is... The ego was put there to protect you. Anytime you have the ego voice, it's trying to protect you. So sometimes it might be protecting you from possible embarrassment, right? If you decide you're going to do something and it doesn't work out, then you have the potential to be embarrassed. So the ego is going to protect you from that. The ego is going to protect you from possibly failing. The fear of failure stops so many people from ever taking action on their dreams or goals. But this protection was originally put in because we were out in the wild. Like think about cavemen. They needed that ego voice to protect them because there's like saber toothed tigers and like crazy shit and like all this um, wild wilderness stuff. But the thing is we're not living in the wild anymore. We are domesticated. We have houses, we have cars, we have luxuries, we have these little computers called cell phones. You know, we have all of these things. And so that ego voice is not always protecting us in a way that's going to serve us in the person that we truly want to be. Like listening to ego all the time is playing it so safe. And like you never hear about great stories of people that play it safe. Like tell me about one movie where like someone played it safe and they still were able to be like the hero in their own life. Like it's not, I mean, sure, you can still have an amazing happy life by playing it safe, but there will always be a voice deep down that is saying, yeah, but what if? Yeah, but what could have been? Like, you don't want to look back and think like that. So why not become your own biggest cheerleader now and every time you get an idea, support yourself through it. Cheer yourself on. And be unattached to, like, don't have high expectations of yourself. Like, literally, low release expectations because expectations is the source of so much anxiety. So much anxiety because you are going to put all of these expectations on yourself and expect to do it. And most likely they're going to be kind of unrealistic because that's just what we do as women. Like we're for, for me personally, I'm a major overachiever, sometimes to a fault where I just like if there's a ladder, I want to climb it. Like if there's like opportunities to, to do like leadership or stepping up or going above and beyond, like I fucking want to do it. I want to be the best. <laughs> so you guys are seeing a different side of me. I'm like, I want to be the best. You know, but it's not necessarily the best in comparison to anyone else. I want to be the best version of myself. But with that in mind, if you guys have ever, if you guys want a good read going into the new year, The Four Agreements is amazing by Don Miguel Ruiz. I highly recommend it. And one of the things, one of the, the, the four agreements is do your best every day. And guess what, guys? Your best is going to look different every 
day. Sometimes my best might not feel like the, the absolute best if I start to compare myself to the day before. And so each day you have this clean slate and by being your own biggest cheerleader, you cannot compare yourself to who you were yesterday or who you were last week or who you were last month because it's such an easy trap to fall into, especially when it comes to, especially when we fall out of our fitness habits because I'm going to call them fitness habits because it's a habit to go to the gym. It's a habit to eat healthy. It's all these things are habits. When we start to fall out of the habit, major beat up self-talk starts to happen. It's like, well, why can't I do this? I was able to do it last time or, oh, I used to work out. Now I haven't been. All these different negative self-talk things that are happening. It's so much easier to just take action. Any type of fear that you have will be diminished when you take action. When you just, okay, if you, if you, for instance, maybe you're working out all the time, but one day you just don't really feel good. Go for a walk instead. Maybe going for a, a walk is doing your best. Like you're allowed to be compassionate with yourself and still hold yourself to the standard of doing your best. You know, it's not that you're going to be compassionate just because you're not going to, you're going to be lazy or procrastinate or not do your stuff. No, that's not it at all. If anything, getting your work done and doing the things that you say you're going to do is a form of self-love. And if you guys have listened to the confidence formula episode, you guys know that when you do the things you say you're going to do, either for yourself or for other people, when you follow through, your confidence goes up. But when you don't follow through and you don't do the things you say you're going to do, your confidence goes down. And so a great way to be able to build your confidence is by following through on the things you say you're going to do. If you say, oh, I'm going to clean my room tonight, clean your room. Say, oh, I'm going to send these emails to that person. Send those emails. Like even if you like get into the evening, you're like, oh, crap, I forgot to do it. Pull your computer out and do it. You know, whatever it might be, follow through and your confidence will go up and it'll become easier to be your own biggest cheerleader. Because if you have a habit of just beating yourself up in your mind of just thinking, and the thing is you might not even realize you're doing it. So start to take inventory of what thoughts are coming up about yourself in your own mind. Are they positive or are they negative? Are they uplifting or are they pulling you down? Are you being your own biggest cheerleader or are you being a hater on the sidelines? Like don't be a hater to yourself. Like come on. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I have to share with this. Eddie, <laughs> um, I, I love this quote. It says, all haters are confused admirers. So even if we were to take that construct of us being haters to ourselves in our own subconscious minds, it, it's still a confused admirer. You know, like your ego is a confused admirer. Your ego is, is there to protect you. So it has good intentions. But the thing is, you don't need protection as much anymore. You are physically not going to be in danger the way that we used to be back in like caveman days. <laughs> I was thinking Mesotopia, but that's not it. Um, so that's my message for you guys today. Ask yourself this week, how can I be my own biggest cheerleader? What would, what would the biggest cheerleader inside of me say? What would the biggest cheerleader inside of me act like how would she walk like if you if you were your own biggest fan and like you supported yourself you would not fall into the trap of talking shit about yourself to other people you would not talk yourself down you would not say like talking about your flaws or your kinks or your weaknesses 
there's a balance, of course. You can be humble and be aware of those things, but you don't need to focus on them. Focus on the things that light you up. Focus on the things that bring you joy. Focus on the resiliency that you're having. Maybe with some of those kinks, it's because you're, you, they're a blessing, okay? The things that you don't like, the things that are keeping you from being your own biggest cheerleader are incredible tools because when you're able to see clearly the things that you don't want, you can then see the things that you do want. It's called clarity through contrast. So you have this contrasting event, right? Because this event is happening or it's something that you're personally doing and you don't feel good about it. You feel torn about it. Maybe it's creating some type of anger or anxiety or depression or whatever. That's a contrasting event. It's something that's pulling you away from who you actually are. And when you're having those, ask yourself, what do I want instead? Okay, I know I don't want that and I know I don't like that. So what do I want instead? And allow yourself to have that dialogue of what you want instead and really answer that question. What do I want instead? You know, for for maybe it's I want to I want a happy relationship. I want to be healthy. I want to be strong. Like for me that was always just like, "Oh, I don't want to I don't want to have to buy a bigger pant size." Okay. All right. Thank you. I know what I don't want. What do I want instead, Kelsey? And like, I have these internal dialogues. What do I want instead? I want to be happy, healthy, and strong. Like that's always for me. Okay. I don't want to gain weight, but I do want to be happy, healthy, and strong. Or I don't want to fail in my business. Okay. Instead of repeating that in my head, I don't want to fail. I don't want to fail. I don't want to fail. What do I want instead? I want to succeed. I want to succeed. I want to succeed. So it's like the opposite of whatever it is that you don't want and using the power of your language to support you in being your own biggest cheerleader. Always talk about the positive things that you do want. And the way you're going to find out the things that you do want is from the contrast of the events that you don't want and the things that you don't want. It's not bad to be like, oh my God, I have all these things I don't want. It's actually a blessing. But if you would just like shut your mouth and stop talking about all the things you don't want and instead talk about the things that you do want, you'll start to see a shift in your mood in how you feel about yourself and how you're rooting for yourself and the things that you start to notice that are coming into your world. Because if you're constantly talking about what you don't want, all your mind is hearing is that. For example, don't think of the Eiffel Tower. You're probably all thinking of the Eiffel Tower. It's literally impossible for our brains not to think of something. Like in order to not think of something, we have to first think of something and bring it into our imagination. So all of a sudden we have this picture. The same exact thing happens in life. If you're constantly saying, okay, just I just don't want to think about him or I just don't want to think about my boss. Or, I just don't. Okay, well, what do you want to think about instead and focus on that and let the power of your words be focused there? Because there's so, there's, there's so, I don't, I don't know the stats, but I, there's so many studies that show the power of our languaging and how it's actually helped people with mental health by using positive affirmations. And you don't have to lie to yourself. Like I've seen some positive affirmations where it says, think of the opposite and then say, that's who you are. Like I am a millionaire. I am a millionaire. But that shit doesn't work because our mind is like, we're lying to ourselves. It actually makes it worse. It actually feels worse because we're like, well, that's not true. So and the way that I um, make that positive affirmation better is I say, I'm in the process of. And so if you guys ever want to like do a journaling thing or even just saying it out loud, writing it, you guys know how I feel about writing your goals. Write everything down, everything. Just like have a, a journal, like a mind dump and just get it all on paper because it, you're 50% more likely to achieve your goals if you write them down. You can be able to look back at them. You're bringing them to the next level of power. Like when you share them with people, 
Um, okay, wait, I got a little sidetracked. I was talking about, oh, the power of your words. You can use I'm in the process of. Instead of having to say a, a positive affirmation that really isn't um, how you're truly feeling, you can change it. I'm in the process of becoming a millionaire that helps millions. Like that's my that's my uh, my positive affirmation. I always I'm in the process of becoming a millionaire that helps millions. I'm in the process of being healthy and strong because sometimes I don't always feel strong. And so it, saying I am strong, I am strong. Like yeah, it's yeah, it's re- it's true. I believe it, but it doesn't resonate as much as I'm in the process of because then it kind of celebrates that journey. So for you, maybe it's I'm in the process of being happy. I'm in the process of um, forgiving someone. I'm in the process of growing. I'm in the process of spiritual awareness. I'm in the process of listening to my soul. I'm in the process of ignoring my ego talk. Whatever it might be for you. Know that you have so much power just with your words. Your words can be something that supports you tremendously or it can be something that totally pulls you away and deters you from your soul's purpose. And I know I'm making saying soul's purpose like it's this one big, like huge, big, single purpose. No, I believe your soul's purpose is anything that brings you that childlike joy. Anytime you have that first idea, that first five seconds before the ego voice kills it, being able to recognize, oh, that's part of my soul's purpose is to do that or to do that. So like I view it as painting as a part of my soul's purpose. Public speaking is part of my soul's purpose. Art in general is part of my soul's purpose. Being able to be compassionate and loving and um, do events. Like I decided that all of those things are my soul's purpose because all of those things bring me so much joy and also simultaneously put me at like in a nervous, like excited state. And so anytime that we're doing things that is outside of our comfort zone, we're going to feel uneasy. There's even like... Do you guys remember Shania Twain? Like, if you don't know Shania Twain and you're from Visalia, like, where have you been? Shania Twain, she's a country singer. She actually stopped touring for, like, 10 years because it was so hard for her to get over the anxiety of getting on stage. Like, she had been performing for years. She was famous. And even her, she would have anxiety about going on stage. And I don't know her story, so I'm not going to talk about it in depth. But just know that that little tingle or that little fear isn't supposed to go away. And it being there doesn't mean it's not what you're supposed to be doing. Use that nervousness as excitement because that's all that it is. It can be transformed into excitement. It doesn't have to be stuck in worry. So becoming your own biggest cheerleader is going to support you so much into this new year. And, uh, So I invite you to support yourself, love yourself, not hang around anyone that talks negative. If someone is is being like, oh yeah, yeah, good luck with that. Like if you're talking about things that you truly want, you are allowed to love yourself by saying, thanks, watch me. (laughs) You don't need the validation of other people to know that it's a good thing to do. And if you know that there's certain people in your life that aren't going to verbally or like mentally, emotionally support you, Think of the people that will and share all of your dreams and ideas and goals and desires with them. 
don't share it with the people that you kind of know and don't share it with people who aren't living a life that you want to live. Like being community and being communication with the people that are farther along in their journey of where you want to go, or at least people that you are proud to be friends with and proud to be hanging out with. Um, but of course, most of all, like the friendship that you need to build is the, is the friendship with yourself. Because becoming your own biggest cheerleader is becoming compassionate for yourself and knowing that the past is in the past. You're not supposed to be perfect. No one is. And you have permission. I'm giving you permission to forgive yourself. Because if you knew now what you knew then in the past, you would have acted differently. But you didn't have the same information. You didn't have the same life experiences. So you're allowed to forgive yourself and move forward and know that you are doing the best that you can and that your best is going to look different every day. Like I still, there is still this level of accountability that we need to be... How do I say this? I'm not saying, oh, this is the best I can do out of the sense of being lazy of like using it as a cop out because you truly know, like, and if, if deep down in your heart, you know that you didn't really give your all or give your 100%, you're not going to feel good about it because deep down, you know, you did not give it your all. And so whatever it is that you want to cheer yourself on for, whether that just be life, you know, whether that be career, whether that be weight loss, whatever it might be, know that you're capable. Know that you wouldn't have the idea to do it if you weren't able to do it. Like the, the reason why you have this idea or this urge is because it's been given to you. Like that has been your download. That has been your... um your messages from God that's been from the universe. That's been like your creative childlike mind coming out. Your inner child is possibly being activated. Like that's the goal for so many things in my life is I want to activate my inner child. How would my inner child act right now? Would she be afraid to do a Facebook live video? No. Would she be afraid to just start painting without being sure of what the goal was? No. She is courageous and bold and playful and fun and charismatic and energetic and loving. And so I always aspire to be my inner child. And so I guess like the homework or the, the activity that I encourage you to do is to take your notebook out or find a notebook or a piece of paper and start writing down the description of who, of your inner child, describe your inner child, all the best qualities of them of, of, of your, your inner little girl, your inner little boy, all the best qualities of them. And if you could be able to meet your inner child, what would you say to them? How would you encourage them? Because that is like taking, that's like guided meditation almost. Like you don't have to meditate, but just by writing it out. If you were to meet your inner child, what would you say to them? Because that is how you can start forming the dialogue of being your own biggest cheerleader. Boom. Did you hear that? You can start forming the dialogue between you becoming your own biggest cheerleader by accessing what would that dialogue be with my inner child if I could talk to him or talk to her? Like if I imagine like a little Kelsey being in here, would I tell her, yeah, you're not good enough. Oh yeah, you're gonna do a Facebook Live video but no one's really gonna get anything from it so don't waste your time. I would never talk to her that way. So don't talk to your inner child that way either. Be compassionate. Be your own biggest cheerleader. Root for yourself. Because when you do, you start to see all of these things unfold. All of a sudden, you feel really satisfied and happy with life. All of a sudden, relationships start to blossom. All of a sudden, you're like, damn, I'm living my dream. Or at least I'm on in the process of creating it. 
But in order to create our dream, we have to first become clear with what that dream is. And in order to find what that dream is, we look at the contrasting events in our life. Look at the things that you don't want and ask, what do I want instead? And that's going to guide you towards those things that you do want or your soul's desire. Oh, man. Okay, well, I hope that this supported you guys. And again, this is Kelsey Lowe, and you are listening to the (laughs) The Kelsey Lowe Show. That's my Instagram name, Kelsey Lowe Show. But you're listening to Joyfully You Podcast. Jeez, maybe I should change the podcast name. What do you guys think? Well, if this supported you um, and you can already are thinking of someone else that you really want to hear this message, please share it to them. Please send it to them. Um, And if you really loved it, like extra, extra loved it, can you guys please give me a five-star review and leave a little comment on there of, of your experience listening to this? It really, I really, really appreciate it because that's part of my goals too, is to be able to grow my podcast and be more engaged and more trusting in my messages to not always need notes and a plan kind of like today just letting it flow and letting whatever comes out come out so thank you for being a part of my growth journey and i'm excited to be a part of yours so have an amazing day and uh cheers to 2019